Excellence Expected, the inspirational business advice podcast. Hey, 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 guys, welcome to another episode of Excellence Expected. And wow, what a beauty we have for you today. It's not often that you get to speak to someone whose work you have followed for such a long time. And that is the position that I am so honored to be in today, guys. And today, we're going to talk about the issue of social media. We've talked about it at length previously. We've talked about it very specifically with regards to Facebook and Twitter and Pinterest and LinkedIn. But actually, what we're going to do today is take a higher level view and we're going to talk about the art of social media with Mr. Guy Kawasaki. Welcome to the show, sir. Thank you. Thank you for having me. It really is a pleasure. And we've been having a good time in the pre-interview chatter talking, <laughs> about, talking about you know, how the art of social media came about and everything that Guy has done in the past. So just for, for the listeners out there, let's just talk about Guy Kawasaki for a moment. Actually, what is your history, sir? <laughs> <laughs> uh, checkered path. I worked for Apple in the mid 80s. I was Apple software evangelist and I started some companies and became a writer and a speaker. I returned to Apple as Apple's chief evangelist. And now I'm chief evangelist of a company called Canva out of, out of Australia. And this company is an online graphics design service that enables anybody to make awesome graphics. And it really is fantastic as well. I actually use Canva for all my blog graphics guy, and I saw you oh. re- release the old icon set yesterday, which is fantastic. Yes, yes. And uh, it's it's such a, a great tool. You know everything everything that you put together. You know the, the the whole content curation that you do online. Everything that you do is created with Canva as well, or sponsored by Canva to a degree. And I really love that idea, uh, and I really want to kind of get under the skin of that theory as well later. Well, you know, Canva is kind of life changing. <laughs> <laughs> if you've been struggling with graphics. I struggle so, with graphics. So I struggle. Well, there you go. <laughs> it really is good. So check it out, guys. Canva.com. And we're actually here to talk about social media. And for anyone listening out there who I can't believe this would be the case, but for anyone that's <laughs> not familiar with Guy's work, Guy is extremely regularly named amongst the top social media influencers in the world. So Guy, let's talk about social media. What kind of role does that play in your life? Let's just look at that from a high level for a minute. Well, basically, if I'm breathing, I'm, <laughs> I'm on social media. Uh, it, I, I think that social media equals marketing now. And now, if you are General Motors or if you are Nike or you know, Procter & Gamble, then social media is part of your marketing but for an entrepreneur and for you know most startups social media equals marketing it's no longer an experiment it's no longer you something you do when everything else is done and it's core it's absolutely core these days what i love about that is, is you said there it's not something that you do when everything else is done and i love the idea that there's so many people that kind of go into this blind and they just do social media is it something that you know, as a team with you guys, is it something that you actually strategize and you plan out? And when you look through the art of social media, it's all about actually making the most of that and, and actually putting it together with a plan. Is that something that you advocate and that yeah. you actively partake in? Well, it depends on how you mean. Okay. So if you're saying strategize in the McKinsey high end consulting 
spend six months and $5 million to figure out your strategy, then no. If you mean in the sense that you have a goal, you're working towards that goal, you work hard towards that goal, you work towards that goal every day, yes. So it depends on how you use the word strategy. But definitely, we have a goal. We think we know how to achieve that goal. But we're not sitting around, you know, hiring consultants and quote unquote experts to do it. We're just, we're just firing away. And I think social media, actually, when you think about it, the, the former version of the word strategy, it just wouldn't work. That whole kind of long-winded, long-tail consulting method, it just wouldn't work. Because social media, I mean, it's so instant, isn't it? Yes, and it's changing so often. And you really have to learn by doing. Uh, and, and none of those three things are conducive to high-end consultants, <laughs> shall I say. <laughs> I'm just going to have to put my consulting career on hold now. <laughs> yes, yes. No, temporarily. I, I agree entirely with that one. I think, as you say, everything's changing so, so much. You know, it really, really is. And experimentation really is key. What works for one person won't work for someone else. And I don't know about you, Guy, but what I really like about social media is that you can kind of say a similar thing to other people, but you say it in your voice. And it's that kind of transparency that yes. really earns you your following, isn't it? Well, it's not only your voice, it's also your visuals. Because uh, one power tip I will give people is that if you add a graphic or a video to every one of your posts, you'll basically double engagement. That's really, really interesting. Is that something that works across the board then? Or are there different platforms that perform better when it comes to videos and graphics? Basically, it's hard to tell. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's, that's the honest answer. Uh, I, I focus on Facebook, Google+, LinkedIn, Pinterest, and Twitter. So, oh, and Instagram. I mean, I have to do five or six. I mean, that, that's the nature of what I do. But it depends on the business, right? So if, if you are a designer, I would say focus on Instagram and Pinterest. If you are, a, you know, if you're sort of a, a consultant, a business person, a, a salesperson, that kind of thing, I would focus on LinkedIn. So it all depends. Absolutely. Yeah, it does. It's, it's all about, as you say, it's about going where you feel most comfortable and where the people that you want well, to actually talk to, isn't it? Yes. I, I, would, I would take out that part about, you know, where you feel most comfortable. It's not about where you feel most comfortable. It's about where your customers are. And if your customers are on a service that you feel uncomfortable using, then you need to man up and get comfortable. That's just the way it is. That's really interesting, actually, because <laughs> a lot of people shy away from that. And I really, I really do quite like that approach because a lot of people, especially you know, in the business kind of world, they will say, well, Facebook, is that really for me? But actually, of course it is. If your audience is there, well, why would it not be for you? Well, uh, I mean, this is like saying... Uh, you're looking for a job and your your LinkedIn profile is out of date, got a lousy picture, uh, it doesn't portray you in the best possible light. And someone says, you know, if you want to get a job, you need to fix your LinkedIn profile. And your response is, well, but I don't really use my LinkedIn profile. Well, numb nuts, I hate to tell you, but it's not about what you use. It's what, it's what headhunters and HR and recruiters are looking at. And if those people are looking at LinkedIn, guess what, idiot? You have to fix LinkedIn 
they're not going to, what are you going to do? Convince them to go to Facebook because you think you'd do better there? I mean, this is not about you. This is about their convenience. Yeah, I, I get that as well. And I, I get the idea that, you know, it's, tools are used the other way around as well. You know, these kind of social media tools are used to seek people out as well. And especially that LinkedIn example there. And one thing I just want to dig into, which you cover really, really nicely in the art of social media is some of the things that people do kind of wrong on social media. <laughs> some of the uh -huh. fundamentals. Let's just uh -huh. take a look at some of those. Just pick some of those out of the hat. There must be hundreds of them. Well, uh, number one is just some cluelessness. Uh, cluelessness like you ask people to follow you, you ask people to reshare. I mean, this is like being in high school all over again, right? So it's like, you know, will you like me? I promise I'll like you. And, and I don't mean like in the Facebook sense, I mean in the high school sense. And so and that's kind of clueless. Um, always promoting yourself is clueless. Not posting enough is clueless. Uh, I can tell you with total certainty that if you tweet something three times, eight hours apart, you'll get two or three times the interaction. Well, <laughs> guess what? Not everybody's up and, and on, on Twitter or Facebook or anything at the time that you post. So you need to post more often to get more people. That's, I find that really interesting because there's so many people that are really kind of go the other way with that one. The people that we talk to, it's very much, well, I've not really got anything to say. And actually what we're saying there is that you may be just saying one thing on a particular day that is of importance to people, but actually if you only say it once, you've got about three minutes and that's it. It's, it's yeah, gone yeah, it's yeah. in the ether. But you know, uh, let me address something you said about, I don't have anything to say. So uh, this is not, social media optimized is not about what you have to say. It is about what your followers and potential followers want to hear, which is very different. So uh, what? give me a, a hypothetical business and I'll tell you how the hypothetical social media should be done for that business. Okay, then this is an example that came up earlier. Let's say that we do roofing company. We're a roofing company. We put roofs on houses. Well, this is a kind of a stretch, but okay. So uh, let's, let's, well, how about we broaden it a little bit? How about we say we're a remodeling and construction company? Perfect. Okay. So, uh, so you wake up and you know, you're Joe or Jane, the remodeler constructor. And you're thinking, huh, I woke up this morning. I don't have anything to say. So I won't say anything on social media. That is not the point. The point is you want to position yourself as someone that is likable, trustworthy and competent in remodeling in construction so how would you do that so let's say that you are constantly curating you're looking for good articles that would appeal to the people who are in remodeling so let's say that money magazine runs an article about the top 10 tips about how to get the most out of your contractor or uh, or Real Simple Magazine runs an article, How to Winterize Your Home. Or The Guardian runs an article, The 10 Worst Remodeling Jobs in the History of Mankind. You know, that kind of thing. So this is not, you didn't create that content, but anybody who follows you or might follow you would be interested in that. Sometimes for entertainment, sometimes for information. So you should constantly put those kind of things out so that you're a source of great information because then you're, you're portraying yourself as someone that's credible. And by portraying yourself as someone that's credible and achieving that, then when it comes to a remodeling project, you're much more likely to get the project. 
So it's about what they want to hear, not about what you want to say. I love the idea of the curation. That's something that you do really, really well on your on your Twitter account in particular. I see a lot of that every single day. And I think it's fantastic because you've hit the nail right on the head there. You know realistically what I want to know about, you know, and it, it's a real eclectic mix of things as well, but it positions you as you'd like to be positioned, which I guess for a lot of people, and, and you may you may have come across this, I'm sure you have, but do you find people kind of struggle with that idea that, well, you know, is it all right to do this? This is not my content. You know, there's nothing wrong with that, is there? Well, you are not ripping off the content. You're just providing a summary and a link to the source. So everybody's happy, okay? So you're providing a valuable service. You're curating, right? You're filtering infinite information down to something that is important. So you've provided a valuable service. People who get your posts value that because... You've just helped them find stuff. And the people who wrote the source, who wrote the original article, they're getting more traffic. So the source gets more traffic. You get to build your reputation. Your, your followers, your friends, your potential followers and friends, they get good curation. Everybody's a winner. There is no lo loser in this. Uh, I, really, I really like the idea of doing that. And actually, from the perspective of, of a business that at any level that wants to position itself, that becomes much easier to do than trying to think of content that you internally believe is valuable because that's the thing that people really... Oh, my God. You know, if, if you had to generate one good piece of content per day, like, you know, write it, good luck. <laughs> I, mean, <laughs> I mean, you know, if I can do one a week, I'm happy. It's something that a lot of people rush as well, isn't it? It's You see it at so many levels. Okay, guys, <clears throat> excuse me, we're going to do blogging. <laughs> it's, we're going to do blogging. So then it's assigned to someone and they have to do one article per week and it's very, very frequently under-researched. It's not put together very, very yeah. well. And actually, if you start syndicating that kind of thing on social media, that potentially could do more harm than good, couldn't it? Yes, it could. But I'll tell you something, if... If you hire someone whose you know, primary task is to write one great piece a week and they can't do that, you hired the wrong person. <laughs> I mean. <laughs> yeah, you're absolutely right. One of the interesting Jeez. things that, that one of the interesting thing that, that comes up in some of the businesses that we talk to is where that kind of role is bolted onto something else. You know, there's certainly um, I guess SME level to a degree, people that still don't see the value in that kind of work. So it's bolted onto an administration post or a secretarial post and just looking at the importance of social media, how important is the role of content to any business? You know, it's not something that is just for big business anymore, is it? Well, uh, you could make the case that the smaller the business, the more important it is because it is your avenue to, to differentiate yourself and to build a brand and to dominate a niche. But, uh, listen, I, I don't think people should abdicate their social media. And, you know, there's, there's several kinds of abdication. And one kind is you have more money than brains, so you hire an outside agency. And that agency, you know, charges you quarter million dollars a month to post uh, once a day. Um, you know, if, you, if, you, if anybody's listening and is doing that, contact me because I will do it for $125,000 a month <laughs> once a day. No problem. I'll cut it in half and have better stuff for you. So that's one kind of abdication. That's the more money than brains theory. The other thing is uh, where you abdicate to uh, an intern, 
or you know someone whose primary qualification is uh, that person is on social media. You know, so Trixie or Biff has a Facebook account. Oh, let's put them in charge of our social media. Duh. Um, this is like saying, you know, uh, that that person over there has a penis. Uh, let's make them a urologist. Or, you know, that person over there drives a Porsche. Let them work on my Porsche. I mean, <laughs> you know, it's not that simple. Robert Scoble just walked into my room here. <laughs> now the the whole the whole the the earth tilted on its axis because Robert Scoble and I are in the same room right oh, now. Boy. <laughs> Let's get him on. We'll have a party. <laughs> so what else? Oh, I love it. That's fantastic. One of the interesting things that I just want to pick up on is the tone of voice. The idea yeah. that social media is so open and transparent. It's a direct line to the people that are posting. And yeah. for a lot of, you know, <sighs> FDs or CEOs or MDs or whatever, I guess a lot of those feel like they can't be themselves because it's not the professional, well, inverted commas, the professional thing to do. Let's kind but, of get through that. But, you know, uh, I kind of agree that most CEOs suck at social media. <laughs> And most social media people suck. Yeah, well, <laughs> so, Scoble just said most social media suck at social media, but yeah, that's also true. But you know, in particular, CEO who's you know surrounded by minions who are constantly you know doing their sycophant thing and telling him or her how great he or she is, um, that person is unlikely to be good at social media. And and now the opposite case is, you know, when you have the PR person, the legal counsel, and the marketing person all go over the CEO's post before it gets out, then, you know, you have a different set of problems here. But uh, generally speaking, CEOs suck at social media. I would say one exception is maybe Richard Branson. Oh, yeah, he's pretty I mean, good at that, actually. Yeah. I, don't, I don't even know if he writes it himself, but, you know, it's good. It's good. His stuff is good. And... The other the other week, uh, Rand Paul, a senator here, started uh, or someone on his staff did a parody account for Hillary Clinton and just totally bombed. I mean, just you know, no sense of humor, just totally sucked. I don't you know what he was thinking. So, ouch, that's yeah. not good. If, especially, I mean, that's the kind of dark side of it. If something like that gets out into the public, that's yeah. the kind of thing that can really harm you, isn't it? It's not something yeah. that you need to take lightly. Um, it's not something. Well, not most people after a drink, most, is it? Most most conservatives won't even understand why the parody didn't work, so it's, <laughs> it didn't hurt him that much. <laughs> well, that's fair enough. <laughs> I love it. That's fantastic. And I'd just like to get on to actually the art of social media, the book itself, because it's something that is. It's a fantastic book. Again, we said it in the in the pre interview chat. It's one of those books that no matter the level that you're at or that you believe you're at, there's something in there for you and it's something good to take away so how did that book come about guy where did it come from where did the idea uh, formulate it's, it's peg fitzpatrick's idea she forced me to write that book with her so <laughs> I, I wasn't going to do it and she said no the reward really needs one because you know and it does so this is a really tactical book it's it's all tactics it's all practical it's no duisms it's no theories about huh you need to be open and transparent and engage i mean duh who doesn't know that by now so uh I, like if if you to if you were to use a war analogy most books are written at the 50,000 you know b1 smart bomber level you know where you never see the enemy you just drop the bomb and go home 
um, this book is more like Navy SEALs, knife in your teeth, hand-to-hand combat. Well, that's one way I'd describe it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or SAS as the case, maybe. Yeah. Oh, yes, of course. Bringing it close to home. Yeah, I like that's that That's right. Yeah, I, I <laughs> no. can localize my stuff. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it really is a good book, guys. It's, it, it, is a, it very much is a handbook, and it's something that you can use Dana, as I say, some, you don't need to be at any particular level. And if you feel you're at a particular level, to be honest, you're probably wrong. <laughs> I, I thought I was. I thought I was a LinkedIn, uh, a decent LinkedIn user. It turns out I am not. So that's that's really interesting. And I just like to talk now. Excellence expected is really about people taking action and, and being able to take something away from each episode to fix something yeah. that they're doing. So, guy, I know you've put together three actionable tips to allow people to really empower their social media. So let's just dive into the first tip, please, sir. Okay. So before those, can I give you a tip? If you're an entrepreneur listening to this, you need to buy another book that I just came out with called The Art of the Start. And that, I promise you, is the best book ever written about how to start a company. Okay. It's, uh, it's, it's actually in my review pile. We said that at the beginning as well. Okay, well, we? well lift it to the top there. Oh, it's so, the only one on the pile, sir. <laughs> okay, well, then it is at the top. All right. So so the three tips. Uh, tip number one is every post you make should have a graphic or a video. Literally everyone. Uh, tip number two, if you shoot video, upload it natively to Facebook. Don't put it in YouTube and then embed YouTube into Facebook. Go straight to Facebook. Facebook will give you more views if you do that. Uh, tip number three on Twitter, not only should you add a graphic, you can add up to four pictures on a tweet. So you have four pictures and you can tag the people in the picture and they don't count towards the 140 character limit. So those are three really practical, useful tips for you. And that's what it's all about, isn't it? Practical advice. It's about taking things and implementing them. And as you said earlier, it's not about constant strategies. It's about actually getting in there and getting your hands dirty. So three fantastically actionable tips there, Guy. Thank you so much. And just before we wrap up, please just share with the listeners where they can connect with you online. Uh, best place is GuyKawasaki.com. So everything is there. Everything is there. Super stuff. Guy, it's been a pleasure hosting you. And for you guys listening out there, don't forget that for everything that myself and Guy have spoken about, including links to the art of social media and the art of the start too, you can head on over to excellence-expected.com for your copy of the show notes. And don't forget, whilst you're over there, you can download your free ebook, The Essential 14-Day Guide to Cutting Your Working Hours and Increasing Your Impact. So until next time, don't forget... The more you expect from yourself, the more you will excel. Bye-bye.